everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode number 93 on Monday the 23rd of August 2010. My name is Stephen Layton and today it is a wonderful pleasure to have you along. Bro, the cycle! Bro, okay, okay, my name is Stephen Layton, Um Anyway, if you are watching this as a current episode, so as in episode number 93 week, 23rd of um, August week, uh, then I'm in Brazil buying lots of lovely coffee, visiting lots of lovely farms. Uh, and this has been recorded last week, so today is Wednesday, Wednesday the 18th. So if anything's a little bit out of date or not so current, then, you know, please forgive me. I wonder if England will win the World Cup this year. You know, it's not quite that old. Anyway, housekeeping. Um, next week's video may be a little bit late. Um, it depends if I get a chance to upload it while I'm in Brazil, what kind of internet connection I get. But if it isn't, please do be patient with me. It may mean that it goes up later on the Monday some point, but it kind of, just for once, please cut me some slack. Uh, I know lots of you get quite impatient if it doesn't go up straight away. Um, I want to get into the comments. I want to keep this week short because lots of editing is not good just before you go. And also, you know, let's have, it's time for a short one. So let's dive into the comments. Six people very kindly commented before Wednesday and listened to my pleas, so thank you all guys very much. Uh, Dan Latcher said, dude, don't break the cycle, that's your intro line, it works. Oops, sorry, <laughs> broke it. Um, maybe we can get you hooked up for part of the rotation of the Direct Trade Coffee Club, and he pops a link. Um, gotta say, I keep resisting heading over to the store and signing up for a subscription of In My Mug. Um, just shipping overheads, uh, sometimes air freight is so costly. Dan, it, you'd be surprised at how cheap it can be. Um, air freight doesn't work out so expensive. And um, with the coffees you're getting, you'd probably still find you'd be, you'd be getting a fairly decent deal out of it. But have a look, weigh it up. Um, Chris Rushbrook, Chris, Chris Rushbrook, Chris, I'm sorry, why can't I say your name? Um, before I get into the coffee, I thought you might like to see a quick video I took Saturday morning to show that my 16-month-old son is as excited as me every week when my mug arrives. And you've got to see this video here, which I'm going to play to my left if I am able. Um, Got a chance to try this week's uh, in a Harry O'Siphon as my parents-in-law treated me one as a birthday present. Very happy birthday, mate. Uh, many happy returns. Already tried in the V60, but found the sweetness got much better chance to come through. Uh, and I got a much cleaner cup in the back pot. One of the bonuses of a back pot. Love hearing so much detail about the farm, where the coffee comes from. Think it's important to understand this side of things. And great to hear about a farmer taking such care of his farm and his workers. And you're going to hear a similar kind of story this year, this week, which is great. Um, and P.S. Have a great trip. Thank you very much, Chris. That's super kind of you. Colin Morgan said, the, the missus used half of this coffee before I got round to tasting it. Um, she did say that it was even better than the last one in, the, in a latte. At least I still had some left for the video. Love the marathon, and I wanted to call them marathons last week. Um, love the marathon snicker bars, and love the coffee. Very creamy espresso. Uh, have a good trip in Brazil. Particularly looking forward to the Terramata feedback. I am so looking forward to Terramata, Colin. It's going to be the highlight of the trip for me. When I met Ardetto last time, I didn't realise we were going to be buying his coffee. And um, if I'd known, I would have made much more... Uh, effort to find out about his wonderful farm. There's going to be lots about this one on the trip, I think. Uh, I really think it's going to be a highlight. Apparently we're having a barbecue there as well one of the nights, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, Jay Fisher said, lovely smooth cup, 
Normally used the AeroPress for work, but forgot it, so I had to have it in the French press, and it was great tasting brew, no bitterness whatsoever. Oh, and I've never got round to mention, but love the pause of skits, good music, and love the badger. Listen, that is all thanks to Mr. David Walsh, who I'm indebted to for all of the little clips that he's done and the opening and closing titles. The man is an After Effects legend, and um, I owe him an awful lot of uh, thanks for those. Um, P. Caper said, love the vids, not more than your coffee though, and I'd hope not to. Uh, haven't tried this one yet, but we're ordering it tonight. Looking forward to following your next trip. Cheers. Thank you very, very much. And the trip is going to be all on the blog, as I've already said. I'm going to stop talking about my trip. Two days, two days, two days. Uh, Daniel Thomas said, yep, a chocolatey coffee. If you like those, you'll love this. Last week's was more my thing. I suspect it will work very well as an espresso. But as I only get a chance to use it at weekends, seven litres of water takes a while to heat up. One of the problems of an espresso machine, for sure, it'll be too late to post. Hooray, the white background is gone. <laughs> it's not, it's over there and it may come back at some point. Um, have a good trip to Brazil, Stephen. Daniel, thank you very much. That is really, really kind of you. Thank you. Um, right, I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to go and make the drink and I'll be back in just a second. So I'm back, um, and this is a coffee that I saw, and I've seen with a couple of other UK roasters. Um, we passed it by originally. I kind of, I wasn't. There was lots of great Kenyans around at the time, and this one didn't really kind of stick out as as the one for me. But then on a cupping table in London Village recently, it did jump out, and it was just like this is one we've got to stock. So um, it's a Kenyan. It's from the Mataro Estate, and it's a farm located in the Thika district of the Highlands of Central Kenya. Um, it's around about 40 kilometres north of Nairobi um, and the estate is named after what they, they dig these trenches for the water supplies and they're either called Mataros, like this, or Kishwali um, and these supply water to the farms. An unusual farm as it has two harvests, um, the first one from April to September and then a the second one from October to December. Um, so yeah, it's, it's producing a lot, a lot of the year round. Um, Average yield of around about 260 metric tonnes, which is a lot of coffee. Um, all the coffee is hand-picked, uh, fully washed, and then dried in the sun. So I'll just move this across here. Split on the table. Um, the farm employs around about 300 workers and has a huge social welfare programme in place. Uh, all of the workers and their families um, are supplied with clean drinking water. And what we said last week about... You know, simple things you don't really think about, but these are things that really mean a lot to these people. And um, they have free access to all healthcare. Um, they have a health centre on the on the farm, but if they need any more specialist treatment um, at the state hospital, for instance, the farm will pay whatever is necessary for them to to, to get that. Um, all the permanent workers are also provided with a two-roomed house, um, and the upkeep of the buildings is paid for by the estate. Again, something which is really unusual in Kenya and, and something that I think should be commended and, and acknowledged. Um, no children. No children under the age of 18 years of age are allowed to work on the farm. Um, and there's a committee in place that kind of monitors this and makes sure that the children go to school uh, and, and get the education and take the opportunities that they're given. Um, I think what else? environment. Um, basically the, uh, the, the working environment that, that they're encouraged to talk to each other, so farm management, talk to workers, talk to supervisors, and they also have union representation which is very unusual. Um, they've established a committee which is for, uh, for the women, 
uh, to basically have a voice within the community. And if you've ever been to Africa, you'll understand that women run Africa. So they need that committee to make sure that they're going to run things and their voice gets heard. Um, they've also taken a lot of steps to make sure that the farm doesn't use chemicals where it, where it, uh, unless it really needs to, which for me is a very uh, the way that I like them to use chemicals. If they need them, then they use them, but they use them very sparingly um, and, and try not to use them uh, unless they really have to. Um, they're also very, they've got like a reed bed system for the water, so when they wash the coffee they make sure that the water is cleaned and processed before being put back into the, the water system. Um, and the cherries, so the, the leftover cherries, they have worm fertiliser to be able to put them back onto the, uh, back onto the plants to feed the land. Um, another important thing, they've also established a, is it a reforestation programme. Um, where they make sure that trees that have been taken down so they could plant the coffee are, are replanted in different areas uh, and they're also planting trees, which for Africa is, is, is very unusual. Um, stats, the varietal is a Kenya SL28, which is a Scottish Labs 28, 100%, nothing else in there. Uh, fully washed coffee, grown at an altitude of around about 1,500 metres. Um, and the closest city to where the farm is is called Jura Jura. All of the things I can think of. I've brewed this today using that's not looking good. Uh, a donut brewer. I've never used one of these before. Um, it was very kindly given to me by Colin Harmon, um, and uh, yeah, it's I, I the first time I'm using it, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Time for snozzer in the bowl. Wow, you can smell this coffee all day. This is the kind of coffee that you want. Uh, you want in your house when you're trying to sell it. <laughs> it smells of black currants, and I'm really. When I cooked it, I remember the black currants, um, and um, yeah, it was great to see a, a Kenyan that had that that fruit. We've seen a lot of citrus this year, but not so much of that kind of aroma coming off. So that's very promising for what's coming in the cup. Now you've got to remember, the only time I've tasted this was when I cooked it a month ago. So. My cupping notes are always very different to my drinking notes, so I'm very excited to, to, to be doing this one now. Um, the cup, very, very kindly given to me by um, Nigel. Nigel is a, a regular viewer of In My Mugs, regular contributor, also doing a little project for us, which he's not, he said I'm not allowed to say anything yet, but at some point that will be coming out, which is very exciting. Um, and life is too short for bad coffee, and a little cartoon McLaren car on there, which I love. Nigel, you're an absolute gentleman, mate, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. Um, really is appreciated. Anybody else has any mugs to donate? Please, please, please. So anyway, let's, let's uh, show a picture of the rose colour. Nearly forgot. Rose colour coming up. You can see here, this is a medium rose coffee. Light to medium. You don't want any darkness on it. You don't want any oils getting anywhere near this coffee. For me, it lends itself well to brewed coffee. I'm not a fan of Kenya's in espresso, but I know some of you are. Um, I promise this is the last in the Kenyans for a little while. We've had a real spate of some stunning Kenyans coming through. Um, but this is, the, this, this is the last for a little while. So all you espresso lovers, there's some big espresso coffees coming in the near future. Uh, but for today, let's dive into this. So front end, that citrus acidity that we've seen in so many of the wonderful Kenyans this year is there. You get a little bit of lemon, a little bit of apricot, a little bit of peach. Then you get the black currant on that mid palate. The black currant is there. The creaminess then starts to come through after the black currant, and you get this real enveloping creaminess come through. Um, 
it's thicker than a lot of the Kenyans that we've had so far. The acidity is a little bit more controlled. It's there. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's there. But it's not quite as wild as, as, as for instance, the Gethenbuini, which the acidity for me was like whooshing. This one isn't quite in that league, but it's there and it's enjoyable and it's, I think it's delicious. Um, it's as delicious as I remember it's on the cupping table. Now that's good. Got a pack of edge code up for uh, non-subscribers. If you're a non-subscriber, why are you a non-subscriber? And I'm telling you, in the next eight episodes, nine episodes, you're going to regret not being a subscriber because we have some killer coffees coming up in the near future. And I mean real, stellar, huge coffees that you're going to want to have. So do subscribe. I, I would really love you to see you as a subscriber. Um, what else? Let's keep this short, shall we? Thank you ever so much for all your warm wishes for the trip. Uh, I'm sure I'm having a lovely time. <laughs> um, do keep an eye on the blog. There'll be lots of stuff coming through if I get a net connection. Um, thank you all ever so much for joining me. And just remember, as this Formula One car says, life is too short for bad coffee. <laughs>